Welcome to Right to the Point, a podcast featuring honest conversation and biblical solutions to America's cultural challenges. Hi, I'm Tim Throckmorton of LifePoint Ministries. To learn more about LifePoint and to access past episodes of Right to the Point podcast or commentaries, if you'd like to support the podcast, please visit LifePointUSA.org. We're so glad you've joined us today. In this episode, I welcome my very good friend, Lyndon Barrington Allen, and I am delighted to have him with us. Lyndon, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you taking the time. I really uh, remember the first time we met, it was in, in a in a meeting, I think here in Ohio, and then we went to Israel together. And you've been involved oh. in a lot of things. At that time, you were working with Kufi. Now you are the founder, you and your wife, Cheryl, by the way, founders of Total Life Victory that ministers to uh, to to marriages. <laughs> when there mm-hmm. are strong marriages, there's a strong culture. Absolutely. Uh, you are involved in taking trips to Israel, and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. But welcome to the show. And Hey, how's it feel to be a grandpa? Oh, you should have told me sooner, Tim Throckwarden. <laughs> Had I known it was going to be this spectacular, I would have started here first. Yes. But, you know, that's impossible. That, I hear that everywhere I go. That's always the the theme. There are some absolute sure things. And that's yeah. you can sugar them up and then, okay, go back home. <laughs> Which is what I did last night with cookies and, <laughs> and candy canes as we decorated here at home and then sent one of them back home. I'll charge them. Oh, up. it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's God saying, keep going. Keep Amen. going. Amen. Amen. Well, let's start with Israel. I want to talk about your ministry a little later on here on the podcast, but mm-hmm. let's talk about Israel because, you know, our time there was very special. It was meaningful. I think every trip. I don't know if anyone that's taken a trip to Israel said otherwise, but, you know, the trip, the group, the guys we had there, still all mm-hmm. friends and connected because mm-hmm. of that special place. Take me back to the first time you went and what that wow. was and how it began for you. And Excuse me. That was uh, 2008. Uh, but before that, in 2007, I'm in my study as a pastor. I was an associate pastor as a church here in uh, Brentwood, Tennessee. And I'm reading Romans 11, minding my own business, just doing my regular cyclical reading. And all of a sudden, boom, the Holy Spirit just kind of arrests my heart. And and I see, for the elect's sake, they are beloved. All Israel will be saved. You don't support the root, but the root supports you. I'm like, wait a minute. God, you love Israel that much? I've never noticed it that I've read Romans 11 countless times. I've been saved since 1985 at Billy, Billy Graham crusade and 2007, 22 years later, I'm, I'm like reading this and going, what? So I did this a equals B equals C equation. So, well, God, if you love Israel that much and I love you, well, I love Israel. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant to him. I didn't know where that was going. I just declared, I love you. And then at when I got to the end of Romans 11, I truly understood, you know, we, we exegete the word. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get into the context, the original audience. All of those things matter. But for the, really, for the first time, I got a hold of Romans 12, 1 and 2. 
because Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to the Lord. Do not be conformed to this world. What world was Paul talking about? Well, it's the world that he described for the pre in the previous three chapters, 9, 10, and 11. The yeah. on-ramp to 12, 1 and 2 is 9, 10, and 11. And that discussion, that is a treatise to the church on you better watch yourself when it comes to Israel. You didn't start this thing. Paul was being very emphatic. You have your place on the planet in terms of salvation because of Israel. So don't be conformed to this world. Tim, for the first time I realized, oh my goodness, the default mode of the world system is hatred for Jews. Yes. That is the default mode, whether you know Jesus or not. If you if if you don't know him and you have a cursory knowledge of Israel, as soon as you gain more interest in Israel and you are in the world, the first thing the world is going to say to you is, we hate them. Yeah. We we hate the Jews. Yeah. Well, well, why? Why why is Israel despised? I'll tell you why. It goes all the way back to the garden. As soon as Satan heard that the seed of the woman is going to crush your head, the first thing he said was, oh, well, we got to find out who this seed of the woman is going to be. Where is this seed of the woman coming from? So he's watching God do his thing. So from, from the time Adam was created, if we were to count 1,948 years after Adam's creation, that would roughly bring us to God tapping Abraham on the shoulder, Abram on the shoulder and saying, you're my first Hebrew. I'm coming through you. I'm going to redeem this planet. I, I believe that the Lord showed him everything, even Yeshua sitting on the throne yeah. in Jerusalem, book of Revelation. I, I believe God showed him everything, which is why the Lord said in, in John 8, Abraham saw my day and was glad. Of yes. course he was glad because you're going to redeem the whole planet through me. I'm yeah. going to have descendants, stars in heaven, sand on the seashore. You're doing all that through me? He goes, yeah. All right, I'm in. Where, where do I go? You got to leave Ur of the Chaldees. You got to go over there, which is right back here. You got to yeah. go over there and, 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 and I'm doing it through you. Yeah. That was the first Adam. And then along comes the last Adam. And wouldn't you, wouldn't you know that, 1,948 years after him, we've got the rebirth of Israel. So first Adam, last Adam, 1948, associated with both of them. Don't tell me God's not doing something through Israel. <laughs> so Satan knows that the redemption plan for planet Earth is through that land group, that land right there, and that people group. Yeah. And he hates it. He tried to destroy them through the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Babylonians. The Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, and now the seed of the woman shows up. Yeah. He goes, oh, you're here. Okay, well, I'm going to use the Roman Empire and misguided Jewish leadership. Not all Jews killed Jesus. As yeah. a matter of fact, the ones who actually killed him were the Romans. So yeah. th th that ridiculous theology that emerged through Martin Luther, sadly, in the last latter days of his life, where he expressed hatred for the Jews because they they weren't con they weren't coming over to accepting Jesus as Messiah and that's a whole other discussion why the Lord delayed that but it caused animus in his heart 
regarding the Jewish people. And Hitler picked up on Luther's sentiments. So then the Romans kill, kill the seed of the woman. Satan, for three days, felt he had a victory. Because, you know, Tim, if, if Satan knew that putting Jesus on the cross would empower us and, and all your viewers and listeners, he never would have put him there. <laughs> he never would have put him there. And once the seed of the woman rose from the dead, the next thing Satan sought to do regarding Israel and the Jewish people is to discredit God, to discredit him and keep them out of their land. Because I know of no people group on the planet whereby they were twice exiled from their land and they find their way back. Just never happens. And if if it was a large group, it would be one thing. This Mm -hmm. is a minuscule group compared to the population of the world, 2% or so. And this is is nothing, uh, although they're surrounded by millions who want to kill them. Now, you you uh, you alluded to something. This came to you through the scriptures. And as believers in Jesus Christ, it's not just an option for us to nope. say, well, we're going to love Israel and support Israel and defend Israel. Uh, that's individually or as as the church or as a nation, for that matter. This Absolutely. isn't an option. No, uh, it's we not. Must, we must do that because that fulfills our obligation. And so we as a nation... Certainly, a nation founded on biblical principles, if any nation should be a friend to Israel, it should be us. And we have been uh, up until certain points. Now, Tim, Tim, our very birthday as a country aligns with Israel's history. So our birthday is July 4th, 1776. But on God's calendar, that's not the date. God's not following a calendar named after pagan gods and Roman emperors. That's that's not his calendar system. The, right. July 4th fell on the 17th of Tammuz. This, and on the 17th of Tammuz, two things happened in Israel's history. Uh, Moses, 1500 BC, he's carrying the twin tablets and he shatters them on the 17th of Tammuz. Wow. Shatters them. The second thing that happened on the 17th of Tammuz, you fast forward 1500 years from that moment now we're around AD 70 and Titus and Vespucian are coming into Jerusalem they burn that temple they burn the temple it's that's why it's gone yeah and before they did that before they burned the temple they had to pierce Jerusalem's wall to get to the temple and the piercing of the wall happened on the 17th of Tammuz so shattering of the tablets piercing of Jerusalem's wall, those two events aligned with our Hebraic calendar birthday as a nation. It's as if God is saying to America, America, here's your job. Make sure my word doesn't get shattered. Very good. Untold ministries have come out of the United States of America. Missionaries have come out of the United States of America. Most of the world's published Bibles are published here and distributed from out of my city. Nashville with Thomas Nelson. Yeah. So America has been on the forefront in proliferating the word of God around the planet. Us. Number two, America, make sure you guard my Jerusalem, guard my Israel. Well, my goodness, Israel didn't exist as a nation in 1776. It would take us approximately 172 years to mature as a nation, to get to 1948, 
and there was no nation on the planet more suited to guard the infant Israel than the United States of America. It didn't take Harry Truman 11 months, 11 weeks, or 11 hours. It only took him 11 minutes to pick up the phone and say, we stand with you. I'm going back to my grandmother's Sunday school lessons and her telling me, we need, better watch those Jews, better take yeah. care of them. You better take yeah. care. Okay, grandma. All right, we stand with you, Israel. And they did. And the vote, Tim, the vote that spoke Israel into existence happened on our soil yeah. at the UN, which was the original capital of the United States of America. This country's job from its conception has been stand with Israel. And that's the high kingdom business order of every nation. And nations who don't stand with Israel, better watch yourself. That's Egypt, right. Assyria, Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome, all have one thing in common. They have lost their prominence on the international stage and uh, and that the loss of their prominence is wholly connected to their disavowing Israel and the Jews. You know, that's a great point. You're you're talking about, and I love your phrase, I, no one else uses the phrase high kingdom business like you, or that, have I heard that, but it takes us beyond what we see as the most important things to a bigger paradigm, God's paradigm, mm -hmm. in doing that. And so in from 1776 to 1948, we were, we were becoming a power, becoming a strength internationally, but you're exactly correct. We did not become the strongest nation on earth until after World War II. That is good. That's At it. At that point, God positioned us to be who he had created us to be. 85 cents of every dollar that goes to missions work comes from here. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we think that way. That was, that was, you know, we had that mindset that something was more important than us. And the only thing that was more important was spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so mm -hmm. we, we, we were built for this, and we were also built to stand with Israel. No now, which doubt. Which takes us to the current situation. Uh, all of us awoke uh, to a, really, a new world. No, no, I'm not woke, man. No, 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 no. A-woke. No. No. <laughs> A-woke. I couldn't, I couldn't let it go. I know. That's good. That's good. I love it. Uh, we A-woke. To a new, we woke to a new world mm -hmm. uh, on October seventh. So there's a there's a different moment now. Oh my goodness! Yes. When when that took place, it was uh, now there was a, a conversation with Michelle Bachman afterward, after that event. That really, you know, it's it's it would be as if in one day, uh, forty five thousand Americans were killed. Now. We still shudder at D-Day, which we'll celebrate next week and remember next week. That's an excellent point. 9-11. But imagine 45,000 Americans dying in one day in a terrorist attack, how that would affect us, our psyche as a nation. See, Here, that's the thing. It's the impact to the population. We look at it, oh, it's 1,400. 1,400 people died. I said, no, but it's 1,400 to a population of 9 million. Exactly. What's the equivalence of that happening on 9-11? And it would be just that number, 28,000 to 48,000 people in one day. How would we react if we lost 28,000 yeah. in one day or 45,000? 
in one day. We it, it would shock us. We would all have at least one or two people connected to that event, which is why Israel is feeling it the way they are. So you you going back to your first question from 2007 when I'm reading Romans 11, I found myself all expenses paid trip to Israel February of 08. And it was that fast. And this revelation happened to me on Yom Kippur. And I did not even know it was Yom Kippur <laughs> uh, until I aligned the dates. And I went, oh, my goodness, you are exploding my heart regarding Israel on Yom Kippur. So, yes, America is the only nation suited to we were designed to stand with Israel. Uh, Britain had their they had their day and lost it. They lost it. After World War One, who was the preeminent power on the planet? Britain. Britain. Yeah. They had Israel in their hands. God put it there. Yeah. God put Israel in their hands. Balfour Declaration shows up, and they reneged on that. They reneged on that, and and, and gave up the Golan Heights. Yeah. Gave that to France, who had Syria, yeah. and went back on the the British mandate. And that landmass. But then 50 years later, who winds up getting the Golan Heights? It's Israel. Yes. And during that same 50 years, who winds up losing their prominence on the planet? It's Britain. Britain. <laughs> if it weren't yeah, for us, the British would be speaking German right now. <laughs> there's a path. There's a path here that you can clearly see. Tell me, um, because what happened, everyone in the world is processing this based on the information they have, how they've been raised, the history they've been taught. Uh, but Gaza has some deep spiritual significance. And oh, my God. It's not, it's not just a, hey, I, we've heard about it. But man, there's some meaning behind it coming from Gaza. There's so many biblical models or or uh, illustrations of this. Oh, but my God. a minute about that because... This is well, significant and it's lasting. You are you're, you're absolutely uh, correct, my friend. Um, when you think about the 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 term Palestine and the term, mm -hmm. there is no state. It's a term. It's a label. Where did that come from? Well, we have to go back to 135 A.D. Emperor Hadrian, same Hadrian of Hadrian's Wall in northern Britain. Emperor Hadrian got tired of these Jews revolting against the Roman Empire. I mean, the first revolt was AD 70. And then you another 70 years, they're, they're doing another revolt. And this is during Emperor Hadrian's time. He said, you know what? I'm tired of you Jews. I am, I'm, I'm done with you guys. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to name your, we're going to rename your country. And we're going to name it after your mortal enemy, the Philistines. We don't say Philistines because we're Latin. We say Palestinian. So this country is now called Palestine. That's what we're calling it. And you can't do anything about it. So we're done with you. And your mortal enemy, the Philistines, after whom we named this country, they're from Gaza. Yeah. <laughs> they're from Gaza. So yeah. this Gazan war, this thing goes back 1900 years, if not more so back into the days of Moses. So now we're talking 3,500 years. They've been fighting this people group in that land for 3,500 
years. When Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, he wasn't kidding. Right. You, you, my dear believers of this program, listeners and viewers, you must understand that this is a kingdom war. And if you do not look at it from that perspective, you'll get caught in the minutia. There are demons using precious Gazans citizens and fueling them to do atrocities against the kingdom of God. This is Satan, literally. I, this is not hyperbole, Tim. Yeah. Satan is involved in October 7th. No question. Him personally, not just the demons that work for him, I would declare Satan per, um, per, personally as, as an entity created by God who fell lost his name Lucifer and is now Satan. You know where the first place in the Bible the word or the term, the name Satan appears? It's 1 Chronicles 21.1. And here's what it says. Now Satan fighting against Israel. We could stop right there. Yeah. We could stop right there. Satan's modus operandi on this planet is to fight Israel. Why? Because Israel represents the redemption of the planet. And Satan doesn't want the planet redeemed. He doesn't want the king of kings coming back and living right, right there. Right there. <laughs> he doesn't want that. Yeah. He wants to stop that. So he's been fighting Israel since King David showed up. Now Satan, fighting against Israel, provoked King David. So this tells me that Satan's modus operandi on the planet is to work through heads of state to stop Israel. That is his primary objective. Always. Yeah. Always. So when he had an opportunity to gather resources through the mullahs in Iran, I'm speaking Satan now, he, Satan, gathering resources through the mullahs of Iran, where do they get those resources? Mm. Where, do, where do they get that? Who sent them money on a pallet? Yeah. Who relieved them of the sanctions? It's, it, it pains me. Given what we just talked about, America's role in standing with Israel has been commandeered by misguided executives misguided individuals in the executive office of the United States of America. Sadly, we can lay October, this is not hyperbole, it pains me to say this, we could lay October 7th at the doorstep of the White House. Sadly, yeah. sadly, we can go back to the, we can go, you and I were talking about this the other day, uh, Jimmy Carter, he allowed the shot to fall. <laughs> which caused two mullahs to show up. The first one, I mean, they've only had two leaders since since 79, two, <laughs> two. And then you, you can come to the Bushes and Condoleezza Rice brokering a deal to give up Gaza. And you and I know individuals who, who are in the IDF who was on post that day pulling out his own citizens out of Gaza. Yes. 30 years of infrastructure they had in there since 67 when they got it. 30 years of greenhouses. Flour Gaza was flourishing. Right. Then in 2005, we give it up. We we move Israel to give up Gaza. Ariel Sharon in, in, in 
collaboration with W and Condoleezza Rice as the Secretary of State, and they give up Gaza as a as a land for peace strategy. Tim, has that worked? No, it never no. worked. It land can't. for peace doesn't work because the the partner on the other side of the table they don't want just land; they want what they did on October seventh. They want dead Jews. Yeah. So it's hard to negotiate with someone who wants you dead. You can't. And that's really, you mentioned the, the, the Satan. The, what we saw, what many people would say to me after October the, the 7th was, uh, this is unbelievable. The, the, uh, uh, the, the terrorist acts, the, the killing, the carnage the, they created. all those things. And how can that be? I, I said, it's demonic. This isn't, humans can't think this stuff up. These are demons. Yes. Uh, that that influenced this, and I, I want to forget that as we're as we're rounding the corner here, Lennon. I want to I want to talk about what people can do, and I want to point them to totallifevictory.com because I want folks to hear you. I want them to enjoy your podcast. I always am enriched by your comments, and as Thank we you, get friend. talking, this is this is good stuff, and I know I'll get some great feedback from this. But I want folks to get to know you better at totallifevictory.com. And through that, they can go to Israel with you. And so let victory uh, Israel experience. Yeah. We want them to experience that and go there. What would you say as as we we round the corner here and head home? What would you say to believers that in light of all that we discussed, what they should be, how they should be thinking and what they should be doing and, and praying for and supporting Israel? How can they do that? What should they do as churches, as Christians? What should they be uh, in, uh, involved in? Okay, practically speaking, practically speaking, Matthew 6, 33, when it comes to Israel, what does the king say about anything? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything you need will be added unto you. So if you're going to think about Israel, you must think of it in terms of the kingdom. Because if you do not, you will lose sight of Israel's purpose. The Jewish people are chosen people. Chosen does not mean, please do not conflate the term chosen with preferred. Because we're all preferred by God. He wants all of us. The Jews were chosen to carry that symbol on the crest behind you, which is the menorah to bring the light of God to the world. That's what they were chosen to do. And in certain respects, they fell down doing that job. But the Lord in his benevolent heart as the king has is giving them a pathway right back. Romans is very clear. He could pick up natural branches and graft them right back into their tree, standing next to you, an unnatural branch. But guess what? Natural branch, unnatural branch have the same sap running in them. That's yeah. why it's not preferred. They were chosen to do a job. Yeshua came and got the job done as the Judah of Judas, yeah. <laughs> as the Jew of Jews. <laughs> that is Yeshua. He is from the tribe of Judah, and he got that done. So you have to think about this in terms of kingdom. There are three areas of kingdom. Kingdom, high kingdom business area number one is the is the sanctity of human life. That's God creating a man. That's God defining life. High kingdom business area number two is the sanctity of natural, traditional man married to a woman marriage. 
You can't call anything else other than a man married to a woman marriage. You can't take the label of marriage and put it on two rocks. You can't, these rocks are, well, it doesn't apply to rocks because they're right. not human. <laughs> well, right. it, it, it only applies to a man to a woman. And the third area of high kingdom business is in Israel because it means redemption of the planet. I'll put it to you this way. If Adam did not bite that fruit, if he didn't bite the fruit offered to him by his wife, there would have been no need to even create an Israel. Because A, Adam would be here right now. God would be walking in the cool of the day with all of us right now, <laughs> which is what he's headed back to, which is yeah. what he's fixing. So he created Israel to get us all back together to that Garden of Eden experience. And those are the things we talk about with Total Life Victory. Those are the, That's how I lead my trips in Israel. We speak about it from the kingdom perspective through a kingdom lens. Turns out, Tim, uh, all four gospels, if you were to search the word, say religion in the four gospels, it shows up zero times. Because <laughs> God's not here to create a religion. But if you search those same four gospels for the word kingdom, Roughly, New King James Version, 117 times. That's all he talked about. Yeah. Kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. My kingdom of the kingdom of heaven is in hand. The kingdom of God, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. You see, I mean, he's teaching them how to pray and immediately inserts kingdom in the discussion. Amen. So we have to look at Israel through the eyes of the kingdom. And that means the eyes of the king. And who is that king? King Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ. Amen. That's what we talk about at Total Life Victory. Wow. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll have you back you. soon. And I appreciate your insight. And it's an honor to recommend you and Total Life Victory to people who ask me, huh? how should I go to Israel? You should go uh, through Total Life Victory and, and a tour with Lyndon Allen. Allen. Lyndon, thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. God bless thank you. Thank you, brother. Thanks for joining me. And God bless you in all that you do. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Shalom Aleichem, Tim. Shalom Aleichem. Peace to you. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here. Appreciate you doing that. And if you want to access past episodes of Right to Point Podcast and Commentary, or if you'd like to support, uh, support this podcast and support LifePoint Ministries, go to lifepointusa.org. Uh, again, stop by, check out totallifevictory.com and my good friend, Lyndon Allen the ministry they do there. Thanks again for joining us. God bless you. Stay in love with the Lord and in love with one another. And we'll see you next time for a fresh edition of Right to the Point. Right to the Point.